Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. Today is part two of our now traditional year-end, although this is happening on the beginning of a new year. Yeah. Uh, year-end look back at what has been unearthed in the world of history and history knowledge in the, in the last 12 months or so. Uh, we mentioned previously that some of the biggest finds this year have already had their whole own entire episodes of the show back in the archive. Uh, so today, we're going to look at some of the other lesser-known things. Uh, we've grouped them together into themes. Themes seem to emerge. As you, yeah. Anytime we're doing podcast research, yes. things will kind of... The groupings will reveal themselves a little bit. There are some trends here. So we, we have these groups together into like themes. We also have some exhumations this year, which are perennial favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at, at the end of this episode, we've got some pretty extreme science responsible for unearthing some pretty cool stuff. Love. So, yes, let's start off with the the maybe I don't want to say the opposite of science because that's not true, but. Things that nature unearthed, unearthed for, for us. Yeah. And I love this first one so much. So uh, in Germany, a badger <laughs> unearthed. I just, I love that sentence. In Germany, a badger unearthed for us a 12th century burial ground. The badger found a sword 
bronze bowls, an ornate belt buckle, and skeletal remains. And all of this happened in Stolp in Brandenburg. It helped that two people who lived on the farm are also amateur archaeologists and knew a human pelvic bone when they saw it. So it's not as though the badger went waving it around and saying, hey, you guys, I found this stuff. Um, the people recognized what they were. Yeah, they, they did not mistake it for maybe an animal or... Right. Uh, one of the bodies has been determined to be that of a warrior with several healed injuries that look like battle wounds. Uh, it's estimated that he probably died at around age 40. And uh, this was found last autumn, so in 2012, but it wasn't announced until August of 2013. So thank you, Badger, for that great find. Yes. I love everything about that story. Now we're going to thank some dolphins. Hooray! Some dolphins working for the U.S. Navy found a late 19th century Howell torpedo off the coast of Coronado. So it it doesn't really sound all that uh, exciting that a, a torpedo was found in the ocean, except that only 50 of these torpedoes were ever made before they were supplanted by other technologically superior torpedoes. And this is only the second surviving one known to still exist. So significant find on the part of those dolphins. Who were working for the Navy. Uh, this one, not so much an animal helping us. Uh, in Norway, some melting snow in the wake of global warming has actually unearthed a number of artifacts that prior to that had been frozen. Uh, they had been trapped in frozen ground. And this included a bow and arrow that were used to hunt reindeer that are estimated to be about 3,800 years old. Uh, and again, this melting actually happened in 2010 and 2011, but the announcement was made in 2013. Yeah, there are lots and lots and lots of artifacts that are being sort of brought up to the surface as glaciers recede and snows melt and things like that as the temperature of the earth rises. So uh, it's cool that <laughs> we're getting to there see are pros some of these and cons there are, to that. Yeah, the, the, it's 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 unfortunate that that what's bringing a lot of this up is the, is the the loss of otherwise frozen animal habitat and climate. In addition to animals who have helpfully discovered things by accident, uh, sometimes on purpose and sometimes by accident, a number of amateurs found cool stuff this year. Yeah, people stumble across things in their day-to-day doings. Yes, sometimes in their hobbies. This first uh, this first unearthing, um, metal detector enthusiasts in Leicestershire, England, found a 1,700-year-old coffin containing a child's body in October. And it was about four feet underground, but because it was made of lead, they found it very easily with their metal detectors. So uh, there's sort of an ongoing uh, combativeness sometimes between, like, academic archaeologists and anthropologists and metal detector enthusiasts with sort of ongoing questions of, is this a help or a hindrance? Uh, In this case... What the what the uh, metal detector folks did was they immediately contacted professional archaeologists as soon as they realized that they had a potentially important find in front of them. And then they organized a volunteer guard so that it would remain undisturbed until the pros got there. Perfect. This is sort of the ideal situation uh, of what when people who want to get out with their metal detectors um, uncover something that may be of importance. Also in October, a high school student unearthed a baby duckbill dinosaur, which would be known as Parasaurolophus, uh, this fossil. And he was on a school-sponsored fossil hunting trip, so success, uh, at Utah's Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. And he basically turned over a stone, and there it was. So an easier find than many other people have had. 
Uh, it took 1,300 hours of work to excavate it from the rock. And the baby was more than six feet long, so quite large. Yes, I I had originally characterized it in my notes as tiny, but it is only tiny compared to an adult. <laughs> yeah. It is not tiny compared to actual small things. So, in Shajanpur, India, a farmer named Niraj Kumar found 15 ancient arrows and hunting tools while plowing one of his fields. And this find came after his plow got stuck and the animals that were pulling it couldn't move it any farther. Uh, he found arrows and a number of metal hunting tools. These actually made their way kind of out into the community before people realized that they were potentially important. And then they were gathered back up again uh, and, and handed over to authorities afterward. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day, seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Uh, our next one involves a, an amateur who's a very, very young one. Uh, so Cone Ergel, who is only age seven, found a 20-foot-long dugout canoe while taking a scuba lesson near Oklahoma, Florida. And it's planned to be displayed at the Marion County Museum of History and Archaeology. But as of now, uh, we haven't found out a lot of detail about how old the canoe is or which tribe may have made it. And it actually may take up to two years for it to dry out uh, in a way that won't harm it. Yeah, they have to very, very, very slowly get the, because it's been, you know, underwater and waterlogged for a really long time. Yeah. They have to extremely slowly get the water out to try to do it without damaging it, uh, without causing it to crack yeah. or anything like that. So we may not know much about that for a little while. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. And then he'll be, you know, nine or ten. <laughs> well, and speaking of ten-year-olds, in May, ten-year-old Jack Sinclair dug up a cannonball from a four-bore cannon in his home garden in Southwell, England. And it turns out that this cannonball dates to the English Civil War. And I love this quote from him. He said, I thought it was a stone or a ball of some kind. It was really dirty. But when we got the dirt and mud off, it was a cannonball. I was like, wow, because I had no idea. <laughs> Jack Sinclair, age 10, is charming. Yes. Uh, another 10-year-old found a mummy in his grandmother's attic in August. Uh, as you can imagine, this caused all manner of excitement. But it was determined to be a fake uh, by the time September rolled around. It had a real skull, but the bones were all plastic. Uh, and the skull looks like it had been a cadaver skull that was prepared for medical use or research. Yes, it was not like a dug-up human remains skull. I mean, it wasn't it, like it his was. grandmother had a creepy situation going on in the attic. Right. She had probably acquired it through some yeah, fairly boring means. Well, and it, it, it dates back to a time when when sort of Egypt stuff was extremely popular for yeah. people to own. That's one that uh, the, the initial story of the 10 year old finding a mummy in grandma's attic made the rounds on social and lots and lots of people were saying, hey, have you all seen this? Have you all seen this? And we did. And sadly, it is not a real mummy yeah. of historical importance. Uh, next up, we have several discovered graves, mass graves and otherwise. Uh, starting with in September, uh, archaeologists announced that they'd unearthed a completely sealed tomb in Italy in the Etruscan necropolis of Tarquinia. And this contained a prince holding a spear and the charred skeleton of his wife, which had some jewelry and a box, a bronze plated box nearby. The thing is, this is actually the opposite of what was really going on. The body holding the spear was female and the charred skeleton next to it was male, which led to lots and lots of discussion about gender assumptions in the world of archaeology. All of this was about 2,600 years old, and the determination of which sex belonged to which body came after bone analysis. Uh, it's sort of tangentially related, Italy's art theft police also announced that they had recovered a trove of 2nd and 3rd century BCE Etrus- Etruscan artifacts in June of this year. So it was kind of a big year for Etruscan stuff. 
Researchers at the University of Bonn discovered a 1,400-year-old mass grave in Mexico, and this provides evidence that the Maya actually dismembered their captives. So the team found uh, the skeletons of 24 people in what was an artificial cave, and the skulls were all separated from the bodies, with the lower jaws also separated from the rest of the head. Uh, there's still very little known about who these people were or their social status or why they may have been killed, but some of them had jade tooth inserts, which suggests that they were nobles. It's a big mystery. At this yeah. Point. Uh, this year, archaeologists in Poland reported finding four skeletons from the Middle Ages while excavating for a new road. And the interesting part here was that they appear to have undergone an anti-vampire ritual before being buried. Their heads were all removed and placed between their legs. This is another example of ones we got one we got lots and lots of emails about yeah. when it happened. Uh, we just could not find enough primary source information to make a whole episode about it. Yeah, it was pr- the descriptions of the situation were pretty brief. Mm-hmm. We kind of gave you everything we know just now. Yep. In October, a team that was working in a suburb of Lima, Peru, found an undisturbed Wari tomb that contained two mummified corpses. And the bodies were those of an adult and an infant, uh, with more details to come once those bodies are unwrapped. The theory, though, is that the adult was a master weaver and the child was killed and buried in the tomb. The coolest bit of this finding, uh, the bodies are at least a thousand years old and the find is intact. Uh, even though the dig site is right in a residential neighborhood. So this thousand-year-old, perfectly preserved thing was happening just down the street from people's houses. So these people are from the Wari civilization, which was around for about 500 years before the Inca Empire emerged. So before we move on to a frequently requested thing of exhumations. <laughs> Let's take a moment and have a word from our sponsor. That sounds delightful. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper... You're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day, seriously. 
It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. And now we will get back to a frequent subject of listener request, and that is exhumations. So this year, Chilean poet Pablo Neruda was exhumed in April in an attempt to discover whether he was poisoned. His 1973 death certificate lists his cause of death as prostate cancer. Neruda was a member of the Communist Party, and his death came not long after a military coup brought General Augusto Pinochet into power. Neruda had criticized both the coup and Pinochet, and he had plans to go into exile the day after he died. So naturally, this led to lots and lots of questions about whether his death was from natural causes. It was also further compounded because he had told his driver that an unknown doctor had given him an injection that had made his condition worse. So six months after this exhumation, so this November, uh, Patricio Bustos, who's the director of Chilean Forensic Service, announced at a news conference that no trace of chemical was found. So it seems unlikely at this point that Pablo Neruda was poisoned. Also in the realm of discovering whether or not someone had been poisoned, Brazilian President Joao Goulart was exhumed to determine whether he had been poisoned or died of a heart attack, as was officially reported. He had died in 1976, uh, and the tests are ongoing on that one. We don't have the results yet. Our last exhumation today is Yasser Arafat. If uh, you do not recall, he was the leader of the Palestinian Liberation Organization, or the PLO. And he was exhumed by French authorities last year to confirm whether his 2004 death uh, was the result of poisoning. So preliminary tests that came out in November suggest that, yes, he was poisoned with the radioactive substance polonium-210. The levels of the substance in his body were 18 times higher than normal. They had taken tissue samples both from him and from the soil that he was buried in. So according to the Swiss report that came out at that point, the results, quote, moderately support the proposition that the death was the consequence of poisoning with polonium-210. But then 
On December 3rd, a French report was leaked that claimed that this elevated level was really from naturally occurring radon gas where Arafat was buried and that he was not actually poisoned. The Swiss team came back at this point and called the French findings debatable, saying that they had actually measured the radon levels in the tomb before they opened it, and they had ruled out radon as a cause of the elevated levels. It's entirely possible that this story will continue to develop and that by the time you are listening to this, something else will have happened. This is the second time we have actually recorded the piece about about Yasser Arafat. So that story is continuing to evolve. And now we're moving on to, I mean, I already think like digging people up to determine if they were poisoned is pretty extreme, but mm-hmm. this is extreme science. Super extreme science. Uh, in June, researchers from the University of Pennsylvania and the Croatian Natural History Museum published a paper in PLOS-1 detailing their discovery of the world's oldest evidence of a bone tumor. It came from the left rib of a Neanderthal who lived about 120,000 years ago. And this tumor probably came from a disease called fibrous dysplasia. And before this point, the earliest bone tumors uh, that we knew about were between 1,000 and 4,000 years old. The bone came from an excavation site, which contained the bones of at least 876 Neanderthals. And it has has not been matched uh, with any of the other bones or fragments there. So it's possible that the remains from the site were the victims of cannibalism or pre- uh, natural predation by carnivorous animals. So we don't know, but this tumor is so much older than anything we have ever seen or studied before. Yeah, and to have had to be looking through the bones of 876 different Neanderthals and before finding it. I think that one has a tumor. Yeah, well, and one of the things about this particular find is that... uh a lot of times this disease causes tumors like they're not it's not a malignancy uh but a lot of times it does cause tumors elsewhere in the body right and unless they find other bones belonging to the same body they won't be able to sort of tell uh just how present the disease was or, or how it was affecting the body physically or anything like that so cool but also uh, it almost leaves more questions <laughs> yes, than answers raising more questions uh, in October, a lot of our findings are from October this year. <laughs> in October, a team of researchers published a paper in Science that examined DNA from 364 prehistoric skeletons. And these skeletons spanned 4,000 years of early human history. What they were looking at was tiny changes in mitochondrial DNA from humans who lived between 7,500 and 3,500 years ago. So... What they found was that there were huge waves of prehistoric uh, migration among early humans. Previously, the accepted belief has been pretty much that humans migrated from the Near East into the rest of Europe. But these findings suggest that there were actually really big uh, migrations from Western and Eastern Europe as well, that it wasn't just this one unidirectional spreading of people, that there was a lot more movement going on uh, between early human groups. Uh, the next one involves airborne laser technology. So using this, uh, archaeologists found the Cambodian city of Mahendra Parvada. They'd known this city existed before, but they could never pinpoint exactly where. Because the city's location was unknown until this year to the scientific community, researchers were hoping, as of the announcement that they had located it, that it had not been looted. They were just kind of 
praying that there was nothing going on there and that they would actually have this bounty of uh, research to be conducted. And that research is going to go on for quite some time. So they have located it and the work is sort of just beginning. Now we have a robot. Uh, a robot called Flalek 2 TC used an infrared camera and a laser scanner to help archaeologists explore the Temple of the Feathered Serpent near Mexico City this year. The team wound up finding these strange yellow spheres, and they don't currently know what they are about or what they mean. These spheres are a yellow clay that's covered with jarosite. And they had to use the robot to explore because there's this 330-foot-long tunnel running under the uh, temple that was full of debris. So a robot helped with that particular unearthing. So cool. Uh, this one's interesting. An airport security full-body scanner, which are a little bit controversial still for some people, uh, revealed that an authentic Roman fresco is under a newer 19th century edition, uh, which is in the Louvre. Yeah. So they used that same technology to examine art instead of people and found whole magical thing. The way that this whole discovery was built in some of the headlines was sort of like uh, actual Roman art found under fake 19th century art. And I was like, that's a little harsh on the 19th century art that we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, they, they were able to prove that definitively that there is a much older piece underneath this newer piece. That's so cool. That reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you ever read the TSA blog. I highly recommend it to anybody. Um, it's also a little disturbing because you find out how many people are getting on airplanes or trying to get on airplanes with loaded weapons. But, uh, they often will be like, we found 17 cannonballs this week from the Civil War, we found they often find these little odd artifacts of history, and this kind of makes me think of it. <laughs> they used similar technology to find yeah. art under art. So so that concludes our retrospective this year. A, a lot of what all's been unearthed. I, I'm sure that there are many, many other things Oh yeah, that, that we could have talked about. Uh, I was I was telling Holly this morning that when I sat down to actually wrangle all of my collected stuff into notes for this episode, normally what I do is I open all of my stuff in tabs and and I like scrolled and scrolled and scrolled down the bookmarks until I got to the bottom. And then Firefox said, you were about to open 99 tabs. Are you sure you want to do that? So even with yeah we did not with exclusions yes we did not talk about all 99 things and i'm sure there are many other things besides those 99 so uh you are welcome to write in if there are some that you would like us to either have a whole episode on or mention at some point in the future in listener mail and i again do want to thank the history blog which is where i uh get a glimpse of a lot of these stories first well, and a lot of times uh, news sites will eventually pick up a history story kind of almost the same way they would a human interest story. They're like, this is a neat thing that happened. Yeah. Whereas well, history, the history blog is focused on the historical events that are coming up. Yes. So they kind of aggregate them more quickly. Well, and also a lot of times there's much better context and more important context than uh, what's going around with the headline. So cool resource. Yeah. You do not already read that. Um I have some listener mail before we sign off from this today. I hope you will read it. I will do that. Uh, this is from Brian, and Brian says, I enjoyed your podcast on smallpox. I'd like to clear up a small detail. You acted surprised that the cow Jenner used had horns. In fact, all cows and bulls have horns. Some beef breeds don't have horns because of selective breeding. Dairy cows typically don't have horns, but this is because they are removed when they are calves for the safety of other cows and people that work with them. 
When we dehorn cows on our dairy farm, we administer sedatives and pain medication to reduce the trauma. I just wanted to shed a little light on a part of your podcast that I knew something about. Thank you for producing an enjoyable show. So thank you, Brian. Yeah, that's cool information. It is cool. And I think I am, I am more familiar with the, with beef cow breeds that have been bred not to have horns. Uh-huh. Uh, just because they were more prevalent where I grew up. So it was surprising to me to see a cow skin still had horns on it. Uh, so thank you so much, Brian, for writing in with that clarification. If you would like to write to us about this or any other episode, you can. We are at historypodcast.discovery.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash historyclassstuff and on Twitter at mistinhistory. Our Tumblr is at mistinhistory.tumblr.com and we are on Pinterest. If you would like to learn more about what we've talked about today, come to our website. Put the word archaeology in the search bar and you will find an article called What's the Biggest Archaeological Find in History? You can do all that and a whole lot more at our website, which is HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.